and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. It is so amazing to have you here, have you back. We got another episode after a few weeks of not seeing each other. Yeah. Nicole, what's going on? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm splendid. You know, same old, same old. Yeah. Got a couple of things. I would, uh, yeah, splendid, swell, all of the above. Splendid and swell. More attractive than the last time. I refuse to comment. (laughs) I know you did. Uh, but yeah, we've got a pretty good episode tonight. Um, with I was telling Zach earlier with the writer strike, there really hasn't been too too much news, but there's still some things either being slipped or whatever we want to call them. Um, gotcha. But before you get into yes. that, welcome to TWS. It's a podcast <laughs> about entertainment news, debates, and theories. I'm Zach. She's Nicole. And if you are new here, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back and continuing to support us. You can check out our socials on Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon, and TikTok as well. You can find all of that in the show notes. But without further ado, back to you, Nicole. What are we talking about today? All right. So st- to start off with, um, it's not really news. It's just... Across the Spider-Verse, they had, um, there was a premiere last night at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, being told that this is probably the film of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I figured you'd love that. I do. I love that. Um, yeah, they said that this might be turning into like the best trilogy of all time. So we will see. I know, Zach. Trilogy. Yes. Well, this is only the second film, but... You know, it's probably just getting better. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so excited to see how they do, where it goes from there. Um, Any any thoughts on this? No, continue to love this film. It was the first day I saw it. I think it's going to continue to do what it does. So yeah. We shall see. Um. So there. (laughs) So. I put on here Barbie updates, but I just thought this was so funny because there's so many people that are coming at Ryan Gosling for being too old to play Ken. And it was just super interesting because he quoted Ryan Gosling describes Ken as his job is beach for 60 years. His job has been beach. What the fuck does that even mean? Right. (laughs) And, exactly. and, then, and then it gets better and then from film so that was from discussing film they were the ones that reported that and then film updates as ryan gosling says the criticism of his casting as ken is quote-unquote funny like you ever thought about ken before this if you ever if you ever really cared about ken you would know nobody cared about ken so your hypocrisy is exposed this is why his story must be told <laughs> Agree 1000%. It's not funny, but it's funny because of how hard he's like, I love that he's defending a character that because, you know, like if someone truly cares about the story and about the character they're they're portraying and they're defending them this much, it's just it's fantastic. And I've like I've never really been a huge fan of Ryan Gosling. Like, I think he he makes great films, but I've never run to the theater because he's in a film. Right. But I think this might be the one that I run to go see him and Margot Robbie. Um, and there is a new, there's a newer Barbie trailer out that I haven't, I haven't watched yet. But apparently, it, it 
finally gives some kind of plot yeah. to the to the film, which I think if if you've have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I saw a review is talking about it lately, but I have not. So I think we're correct in the sense of what we discussed last time, how they go into reality. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like life size, I guess, where she was a Barbie Mm -hmm. and now she's human. Um, But anyways, according to Discussing Film, The Little Mermaid has passed 200 million worldwide. That's something we will also discuss later tonight. Um, But this is projected. Skylar Schuller with the Diz Insider had projected months ago that he would be shocked if this film didn't cross a billion which i could see it doing and i'll tell you why later okay um according to discussing film thomas kale is set to direct the live action moana remake and he is the one who previously filmed um he filmed the the hamilton on broadway for disney plus Oh, is okay. what i was is what i saw so i'm gonna fact check myself real quick as you should. But somebody said that he was the one who, yep, it says producer and it says Hamilton. Yeah, or he was a producer on Hamilton. Oh, uh, okay. All right. See, you see, you see, we at TWSS always fact check our sources to make sure we're giving and you the best news. He was involved with uh, Grease Live. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he was a co-executive producer. He was a producer for Fiddler on the Roof. Um, oh, okay, you know what? He did direct person. Hamilton. Yes, he did. Because it's showing up here. Director Hamilton 2020. Okay. Good for cool. him. You know what? That, that, that yeah. gives me kind of a relief because I, I love the way they filmed it. Yeah, yeah. According to Agents of Fandom, a live-action Miles Morales Spider-Man film is currently in the works at Sony, which... It's not really news. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice knowing now that they're like, okay, let's put words to page after the writer's strike. Right. Right. According to film updates, Kim Catterall will reprise her iconic role as Samantha Jones in the season two finale of And Just Like That. Now, for those who might not know, she was offered, I think she was offered a role in the first season and she declined. They were trying to get all of the women back. So they Mm -hmm. set her character to live overseas. But she was still very present via, I watched the whole freaking first season. They got me hooked. Um, Mm. So her and Carrie would just text back and forth. So you would see like Samantha Jones and her phone. Um, But Mm -hmm. supposedly she had, she didn't have the best experience on set with sex in the city. So um, just found that really interesting. I, I, the comments are what got me because they all said, Oh, they must've paid her real. They must've offered her a lot of money. They should have. She, she, I I would say like, she's one of those characters that she's iconic. For me, she's one of the most iconic. Although everyone looks at Sarah Jessica Parker, I think the, her role as Samantha Jones is is what epitomizes Sex in the City for me, mm-hmm. at least. So um, I'm happy to see that she's returning in some capacity, um, and that uh, yeah, that fans are excited to see her back. Because I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of Sex in the City. Right, I was right. Watching it, but I will say the episodes that I did see, I truly enjoyed her performance and her character. So uh, happy to see her back. Yeah, I mean, I never really I watched. 
sporadic episodes, I would say, because my mom used to watch it when I was younger. So I would see like sporadic episodes. Mm-hmm. And then last year I tried to get, I watched, so I've seen both movies, both, but like even not know. There were two movies? There's two movies. Yeah. There's Sex in the City and then Sex in the City 2. And they go out of the country in the second one. The oh, they're good. Oh, I didn't see the second. Yeah. I would, I, I honestly recommend them. Um. Again, she's iconic in both of the films. Mm-hmm. So are all the ladies. Um, but even after not really watching the show too much, and then no, and then watching mm-hmm. like the movies, it's still it was still a good sh- like good. Um, mm-hmm. The first season was very, crit- I wouldn't say critical, but it was it was what's the right word? It was judged quite a lot. Um, it was judged quite. a did lot. Did you see the first season or no? Of Sex and the City? Of, and just like that. No. Um, there were, I won't spoil anything, but there was just a lot of things that fans weren't a fan of. And I didn't see anything wrong with the decisions they made, but you're not going to please everybody. You're not going to like, right, right. you're not going to keep the, I mean, that show was created, Sex and the City was created in the 90s, early 2000s, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I don't know. I think a lot. I think they were playing it safe back then, and now they were like, "Okay, we're going to keep up with the times. We're going to do this and this, mm-hmm. and axe mm-hmm. off this." Right. So interested to see what they do with season two. I think season one did finish off strong. Um, yeah. Um. Huh, so, the Little Mermaid. Um. Any Any yes. thoughts on anything else we discussed so far? No. Um, Little Mermaid. I am wearing my Little Mermaid shirt today. I got. I can see. Yes. Um, we saw it last Thursday. Mm-hmm. I have to say that this was one of the most enjoyable films for me. It was okay. the best live action I've seen. I like Cinderella. I have to say I like Cinderella. I. You're probably the only one who does. But continue. Anyways, um, <laughs> it was freaking fantastic and i have to say i mean everybody knows the story um the little slip it so when they when they say that they change like i'm not gonna say exactly i won't like there's nothing really to spoil honestly um Mm -hmm. they did lyric change but it was so subtle that i didn't recognize it it took me maybe like five seconds after it happened i was like oh that was so like it like kiss the girl they didn't change anything other than like one line like they added mm-hmm. the line in and I was like, that was, it was very subtle to the point that I turned to Cassidy and Cassidy looked at me and was like, that was fantastic. Um, from the original film, they did like, there, there's still a lot of like theories out there or people saying there's loopholes and the curse and whatnot. But in this mm-hmm. film, they closed all those loopholes. Melissa McCarthy's Ursula explained it in more detail and kind of like, it, it was just the curse was I would say better in the sense of what they did. Um I mean do you want me to okay. tell you how she changed it? No, You're I'm gonna watch I'm it. I'm gonna watch it. Um, I'm gonna try and watch it. Eric got a so- I don't have a great history with huh? uh I don't have a great history with live actions, but uh, No, this was honestly this was fantastic. I'm gonna try and watch it. The CGI was still um it was a little botchy, but it wasn't anything I complained about. Like, you go into it knowing, like, how are they going to create, a, like, 50% of the film underwater? Right. 
but they still they did really good with it. I was really curious as to how they did it, and then I saw behind the scenes, and I was like, oh, like I would never, I would never have known that. Mm-hmm. Um, Halle Bailey, I have to like give this girl every role, <laughs> every singing role. She was, I cried in Part of Your World. There was a point. There's a riff she does, and I didn't listen to the song before I went in and saw this film, and the entire theater, entire theater erupted into clapter and like clapped and wooed. And it was, it was phenomenal. Um, it was really sweet to see these like little girls, like getting super excited to see Halle Bailey. And then like mm-hmm. when, Van- when the evil Vanessa came on, on the scene or on the screen, mm-hmm. they go, that's Ursula. And it was, it was just so mm-hmm. stinking cute. Um, but yeah, I think during that one and under like almost every song they clapped, which was cute. And like, you hear the whole theater singing part of your world under the sea. Um, again, it was just, it was such a very cute moment. And like the, my friends looked at me like, are you crying? I said, yeah, she's such a good singer. Yeah. Um, I would a hundred percent go and pay to see this film again. Like, I'm really like, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, I really want to see it again. High praise. I, High praise. I think on Instagram I gave it a nine and a half out of ten. I think okay. the, honestly the point ha- the point five away is just like the CGI. Like that's just kind of what, but like mm-hmm. David Diggs as Sebastian, scene stealer. Aquafi, yeah, it was it was he was hysterical. Hysterical. Okay. Um I was laughing every time he came on the screen. Um Javier Bodem as Triton. Could have been axed off. Like it was just not good. <laughs> like I didn't care when he was on the screen. Um, like he had no. He was so monotonal the whole time. I don't know if it was just the casting or what they the direction they gave him. It just wasn't good. Mm. Um, who else? Scuttle, Aquafina, Scuttle, hysterical. That's Aquafina. Yeah, it was good. Uh. Has her own solo. It was very, it was very cute. Yeah. Oh my God. It was funny as hell. The scattle bit. Yeah, scattle scattle bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I'm telling you, there's like lines in the film that like, it's the same lines that like Sebastian says. As soon as he came on screen, I was like, oh my God, he looks horrible. But like his lines, like his like one liners were just amazing. Like the way he delivers them is just so funny. It was funny to me at least. Um, the guy who played the actor who plays Eric was phenomenal too. I mean, half the film is literally her be- is her, her losing her voice, so he had to. Yeah. I don't want to say carry the rest of the film, but as Eric, like who's the only one really talking the rest of the film, it was mm-hmm. interesting to see their dynamic. Like Halle Bailey is still a huge, like huge presence. Like the way she acted around him, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved it. Kiss the girl was fantastic. Everything about the film, highly recommend. Take Jenna. She's going to love it. Noted. <laughs> Any questions on this film? Because I can, I have. No, I, I don't. I mean, I could go on and on about it. I, I was telling um, Kara the other day, I was like, I want to go back and see it. She's already seen it twice. She wants to see it a third time. <laughs> it's that freaking good. Like, ugh. Um, but yeah, so that one's out. And then. Um, Transformers comes out in a couple weeks, and I 
did forget to put on here that, um, according to Discussing Film, Andy Muschietti, who is the director of The Flash, says that says they will not recast Ezra Miller for a potential sequel to The Flash. I don't think there's anyone that can play that character as well as they did. And what I've heard or what I've read through the grapevine is that The Flash and Across the Spider-Verse are both extremely similar. The only thing that's different are the titles. Take that what with take that with how what what you will is how what I can say to that. All right. <laughs> but that's also from our favorite Grace Randolph. And you said that there were two movies that you saw recently that you recommended. Do you recommend those two? Yeah. <sighs> Or if you had to pick I one or the other. I recommend one of them. I recommend one of them. For sure. Wait, to, give me the two names again, and I'm going to guess which one you would recommend. So I saw Scream 6 and um, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, hands down you would recommend Dungeons and Dragons. Opposite. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed Scream. Did you? Yeah. And as someone who like I I I was wonder trying to remember if I saw the first scream like I know I did but I couldn't remember and then you know Jenna reminded me that we watched it together so I saw the first scream but I never saw those leading up to this one so I guess the killers got spoiled for me in the way the scream six is set up but altogether I really enjoyed it I thought it was it was I wouldn't say it was scary I laughed a lot of the time but uh. Maybe that's just my reaction to things, but I did thoroughly enjoy that movie because we watched that. We watched that first, and then we watched um, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I liked Dungeons and Dragons a lot. I thought it was funny. I thought it was it was fun. I thought Chris Pine singing was quite entertaining, and um, altogether a really fun tale. Something that you could do various spinoffs of and and uh, produce similar results. I just felt in terms of movie making, it wasn't what I would have liked to have to have yeah. been. It definitely it's definitely a family friendly kind of uh, movie. I would have liked to have seen more references to the Dungeons and Dragons game. Hmm. Yeah. Whether that's they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and they get into this world, or like we we kind of zoom out of this world and we see these people playing and making the the choices for these characters and this this and the other. It, to me, it was like a, I guess like a budget Lord of the Rings, if anything. Like it just that's wasn't hysterical. It wasn't, it, it, you know, great value yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings, but I do think there were some really interesting parts to it and. Some good storytelling there, and obviously just some very funny family friendly jokes yeah. but yeah well it was a good good two good two movies I was like, oh, it's pretty solid um but I would definitely recommend scream and i I would probably do a a movie marathon of all of them leading up to scream six. I'll probably do one through six one day and just like watch all of them. 
kind of see the differences. She loves Scream 6. We saw it in theaters and I <laughs> and I forgot that Nev Campbell wasn't in it because afterwards I brought out um, the poster and I said, I'm going to have her sign this. <laughs> and Brian goes, Brian, my friend Brian just said like, I don't think that's a good idea since she wanted more money for the film and they weren't obliging. I said, oh, you're right. So props to him for reminding me. But yeah, no, I, I honestly, I love the Scream series. I think they're well done. Um, I can never guess the killer. I did guess, I did guess the dad at one point. I said it was gonna, I, like, there was one point in the movie where I guessed it was him, and then I, I backtracked myself. Yeah. But it was good. I felt the, I felt the, I felt the reasoning was a little weak, but then again, I, I didn't see that screen so i felt like I it was a cop out passion well i saw yeah, this i saw I, it that the scream 5 was the reason i wanted to see scream 6 i saw i actually watched scream 4 and 5 before i went um yeah it was cop out because they could have done so much yeah. more with the with the six so much more but if you watch scream 5 it's actually really good and you'll never guess that you'll never guess like it, it caught me by surprise but again, like all these films do, because you never guess. Like, yeah. I mean, it's kind. Of, I guess you could say it should be easy to guess who it is, but then you always second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had so many other theories on who it was, but you know, that's good to know. Maybe I'll go back and re- I, I agree. I would rewatch one through six because I haven't seen the first three in years. Yeah, it's been years. But meeting them was very sweet. Like it was awesome. Um, any other recommendations? Rewatch Dune. I rewatched it. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about like that a month ago. I... Life changing. That movie's so good. <laughs> so good for think, no reason. So the visuals are phenomenal. Just the plot was what got me. But you've also read the book, and I haven't. Or no, you've seen the original film, and I have the original. Yes. So maybe that's what I need to do because we're definitely going to see part two. I was thinking this weekend and next weekend when I have much more downtime, I'm going to rewatch Dune and I'm going to rewatch Tenet because Tenet with subtitles. I was talking about Tenet uh, with Jenna actually and um, because she asked me whether I would watch Oppenheimer or Barbie. And I said Barbie, Barbie right off the bat. And she was like, Why? We discussed that. And I was like, for me, I know. But I was like, for me, I feel like Oppenheimer is going to be very uh, Christopher Nolan-y. Yes. And I don't mean it in a bad no. way. I just mean that it's going to be very much about time. It's going to be very much with this inter He's much more dramatic and, and darker. It's going to be big explosions that you're like, okay, that was great. But like, what purpose did that solve? And I wonder if the dialogue is going to be completely lost on me because I can't hear it. And she was like, oh, I was like, that's the reason why Tenet didn't hit the way Tenet probably should have. And I definitely didn't think Tenet was the movie to save us and bring us back from COVID. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think subtitles is a big reason why is the, the difficulty in hearing dialogue. But then also, why would you put your characters in a in an oxygen mask and ask them to speak through it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it doesn't help anybody. That's this is the dumbest thing to ask someone to do. But all right, now we definitely can't hear what the purpose of this whole thing is. And or Michael Caine. 
Right. But I also like, I still like, as much as I understood the ending and how things kind of interweave, like I got it. I'm looking back and I'm like, does that truly make sense? I don't really know. I bought into it because it's a- It's Christopher Nolan. I'm a Nolan fan. But like, if I really broke it down, does it really make sense the way it went down? Not particularly. So, you know, uh, I'm excited for Oppenheimer because it's got Killian Murphy and obviously Nolan and- no, I trust the materials in good hands, but if cast. I'm really, if I'm really coming down to it, I have more confidence in Greta Gerwig giving me a story that that I thought was going to be very cookie cutter and had so much depth yeah. to it. Like I feel like that's what Barbie's going to be, rather than watching Oppenheimer. I, I just, I don't know, and I'm also not that enthusiastic about watching the Fall of the Atom Bomb. Like I really, yeah. I really don't care that much, but. Hey, to each their own. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people watching this. You know, I still haven't even seen Dunkirk, so I, yeah, I haven't really seen don't, Dunkirk either. I really don't know. I mean, both are fair. Um, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to see Barbie first. Um, going to have to rewatch Tenet too because I still have no idea what the damn plot is about. I mean, I obviously know now, but like back that when we first saw it, I'm like, okay, you have legendary michael kane on the on the screen but i can't understand what the hell he's saying because i don't know if it was the music was too loud and we discussed this like the music was too loud the music is way too loud like you have like a legendary actor on screen for only five minutes and he's like and it's very soft and then you're like okay something about whatever they said like time and i'm like okay but teach your own um variety just released their actors on actors list and i I'm obsessed. I have to say, I love this list so much more than I like the other one. Um, mostly because I'm intrigued to see um, what they do with it. And you'll understand what I mean by that in two seconds once I can find the list. I did just have it. Oh, okay. Um, interested to see what you think, because some of these are, there's one pairing that's iconic from a show, and I'm I'm curious if you catch it. Um, all right, so the list starts off with Jennifer Coolidge and Jeremy Allen White. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner and Cheryl Lee Ralph. Jenna Ortega and Elle Fanning. Theo James and Brett Goldstein. Katherine Heigl and Ellen Pompeo. Stephen Yun and Pedro Pascal. Hayden Christensen and Diego Diego Luna. Makes sense. Megan Fahey and Elizabeth Olsen. Wait, say that one again. Megan Fahey from White Lotus Season 2 and Elizabeth Olsen. Say the second one again. Elizabeth Olsen. Say the second one again. The second second one on the list. Jennifer Gardner and Cheryl Lee Ralph. Hmm. Hmm. What's the hmm? Interesting pair. That one? Mm Mm-hmm. The one that got me was Catherine Heigl and Ellen Pompeo. Couldn't care less. Well, I was a Grey's Anatomy fan. (laughs) 
I know. That's why. Like I. But there was just as, so as much. Not, like, I couldn't care less. Right. Right. The only the only reason I find that iconic is because there was so much surrounding Catherine Heigl during the first six seasons of that show that I'm like interested to see how that interview goes. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I, I I like this list. I think it's very interesting. I do like uh, Megan Fahey and Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. I think it'll. <laughs> you don't have any thoughts on them on any of the pairings? No, not really. No, not really. Like I I, I probably would still watch Shirley Ralph and Jennifer Garner because like I feel Jennifer Garner's kind of faded off into the abyss and we haven't yeah. seen or heard much of her. So I think I, I'd like to see that. And also with somebody like Shirley Roth, who's grinded for years and is finally in that position of she could literally say yes to anything she wants. I think it'd be an interesting conversation, especially with the f- aspects of Shirley Ralph's theater background. Yeah. I think you, you could have some very interesting conversations there, but all over, I'm just not that interested in them i guess the other one that i'm more interested in as a star wars fan is the hayden christian san diego luna conversation i had a feeling but outside of that um it's not as right it's not as big as bold as like when they did meryl streep and tom hanks like like that that's iconic. something you want to watch that's iconic that's two icons of the screen having a casual conversation going back and forth on each other's like, projects yeah like, yeah that's wow. what i'm saying like i want to watch that <laughs> right, that right. makes sense to me but but these other ones i'm kind of like mm, i don't know it, it'll be it'll be the same as like i don't know i can't even remember who they did a few months ago shoot if you did like Jennifer Hudson and Shirley Ralph having a conversation, I'd watch that. Right. Like that, just like stuff like that I'd be very interested in. Obviously, you got the link of the color purple between them, and like I I, I would watch that, but just some of them aren't that intriguing to me. Right, right, right. Maybe I'm just intrigued very easily on certain ones. I think the only- No, but I but I agree. The Ellen Pompeo and the um Catherine Heigl as I'm just- a Grey's Anatomy fan, to see those two yes. together, it would make sense to be. Excited I wouldn't say I'm shocked. I just don't know what their friendship is like since Catherine Heigl decided to leave the show. Uh, that might be part of the conversation, right? And that's Maybe what that's I'm saying. The kindling of their relationship because yeah. she was supposed to come back, and they were going to kill her off, and she never showed up. So they, I was, I'm like, hmm. There's just there was a lot of scandal on that show with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But any final thoughts on anything we discussed tonight? Uh, no, no final thoughts. I'm just going to say go see Little Mermaid. You won't regret it. <laughs> All right. And on that aquatic note, that was another episode of TWSS with Zach. And Nicole. And we will see you next time.